ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, October 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Let's get the official stuff out of the way. You can call the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is also open. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. I can't wait to fire up the text machine here in a minute because I'm sure it's going to blow up. My personal text is blowing up right now because... Let me outline the timeline here, and then we'll get to why my personal text is blowing up. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. Trusted source, right? You can depend on him. He's not going to throw anything out there that he doesn't at least have some confidence in. So Dennis Dodd reports that Sunbelt will invite James Madison, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion as soon as next week. CBS Sports has learned, so he is confident in his sources, He says other outlets have reported next week, different timelines at this point. And he's just basically saying there are a lot of guys that are on top of this. CBS Sports also has done some legwork and feels confident in saying this. So Marshall's going to the Sun Belt, right? Maybe. The the Athletic, the Athletic reports that the Sun Belt is also targeting up to uh, four editions, but has not yet secured commitments from all of them. So the athletic reporting that there might be a holdup, not securing all the commitments just yet. And then Marshall's interim athletic director, Jeff O'Malley, retweeted Patrick Farrell, Marshall Board of Governors, Patrick Farrell. And this is what Patrick said just a few minutes ago. The Marshall Board of Governors will name a new president at next Thursday's board meeting. We're going to wait until the new president has a chance to provide input before making a decision about our athletics conference affiliation. We're confident we are in a great position. Why do I feel all of a sudden that this isn't a done deal? And there's some, there's some dread right now from me. I'm feeling that. I feel some dread here. Because this almost feels like it's a slam dunk. Rubber stamp this thing. Let's go. Marshall and the Sun Belt. Because Conference USA, depending on what the additions Conference USA will be forced to make, Conference USA is going to be a lesser conference than it is now. Because I'm pretty confident Southern Miss is out, Right? I'm pretty confident there. Is Old Dominion going to stick around? Will Old Dominion stick around if James Madison doesn't go to the Sun Belt, maybe opts for Conference USA? I mean, is Marshall going to be the holdup here now on this? But that's the Board of Governors making sure it has a say, or at least its president that will be announced on Thursday has some input. I don't know if you can wait that long. If you should wait that long, sure, you want to hire a president and let that individual have some input in the decision where the athletic department 
will be going over the next decade, two decades, however long. But I'm pretty sure this is something that maybe everyone could come together now and say, look, this is a good deal for the university. Make this happen now. New president will come in. This will be the situation. We'll get that person up to speed. But this will be the new situation for the athletic department. I think you have enough people that can make a educated, good decision. I think Jeff O'Malley, whatever Jeff O'Malley thinks is going to be the best course for the Thundering Herd, I'm good with that. I'm good with whatever Jeff O'Malley has in his mind. If Jeff O'Malley says, look, this is going to be good for martial athletics, this is going to be the right direction, I think this should happen. I'm good with that decision because I feel confident in Jeff O'Malley as the interim athletic director. You bring in the new president, how how much will you have to get the new president up to speed? Does the new president already have some input? Does the new president know that – that person is already prepping? Or are we going to find out on Thursday, like, okay, here's the person. Congratulations. I mean, will the person who is going to be the next president find out on Thursday? Or is it sort of like conference invitations? You get an invitation after you accept it. We mail out the invitation after you've told us, to go ahead and mail the invitation. We're coming. It's sort of like that, right? Yeah, I would think the new president maybe got a phone call. Hey, you're going to be the new president. What do you think about this thing? You'd have that input. Or I don't know. I'm going to be quite honest. I don't know. I'm not going to say that this is the wrong thing to do or the right thing to do. I just don't know. I'm not behind the scenes. What should be happening right now? I just would hope Marshall would be able to move with a little quickness here and be a little bit more nimble in a situation like this. If the Sun Belt can wait a few days and Marshall's in, okay, fine. But I would rather get this put to bed now. And it feels like a slam dunk because the Sun Belt will be stronger. And I don't know about the travel. Travel is going to be better, maybe not. Conference affiliations are going to change. The schools that you're going to be playing will change. And I don't know if anyone knows what's going to be happening here over the next few days. But earlier today, media availability with the head coach of the Marshall basketball team, one Dan D'Antoni, I asked him about that. Hey, with all the buzz going on, with everything that is happening We're still talking about it right now. With everything that's going on, I asked Dan if just get his thoughts. And you know, I even left my question in on this so you could hear it in context. Is uh, you know, he was. um, I'll tell you this. He agreed with me on one thing. Uh, Something's going to happen. Here's uh, my question to Dan and his response to it earlier today. Dan, I want to ask this first before we get to the basketball itself. With with all the the buzz and the noise coming out about conference realignment and everything. Can we just get your take on this? Because something's going to happen. And of course, it, it feels like. We're, <laughs> well, we're, that's the only positive thing for sure. Yeah. Something's going to happen here, but we don't know what it's going to be. And, and you still got to go play basketball. You don't care who they put out in front of you. You got to play somebody. I think it does make a difference. Uh, if, if um, I like, 
being playing in the ACC is a definite advantage for recruiting. All right, so it does make a difference a little bit as far as recruiting goes. As far as playing, uh, you know, I just feel confident that with the administration we're having or going to have or in the process of having, they'll make the best choice for Marshall. And uh, whatever that is, we'll, we'll put a good brand of basketball out there. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, regardless of where we go, what happens, you'll have a chance to NCAA. So, you know, that's the goal. We just have to put a good product out there, try to win some ball games. And, uh, but it does, I think the biggest effect where you go would be travel and then uh, recruiting. It's not going to change the brand of basketball we put out there. It can help or, or make it a little bit tougher to recruit. It, if travel, if you're not chartering, uh, or if there's a lot of schools in between flying and driving buses, like, you know, everybody talks about Western's close to us. That's one of our hardest trips. It's four and a half, five hours on a bus, you know? And uh, you bus them back at night. It's a lot easier to fly to Charlotte, fly back, you know, or because uh, you can fly into Charlotte or fly to Dallas and fly back. As long as you're, you know, if you charter to the schools, it's not bad. But if you're having to long bus hour uh, bus rides, a Mac would be tough because there's a lot of four or five hour bus rides, you know, in in there and. Uh, those are all part, but it's all doable. Again, uh, uh, you just have to let trust our, and I do trust our administration to uh, do what's best for Marshall. If it's best for Marshall, then uh, I've got to do what it takes to make Marshall basketball as good as it can be. You know, uh, there's a lot of pros and cons with everything, you know, but and basically is, is that I think we got staff here and uh, a good fan base here to get kids here that want to play for Marshall. We'll be fine, whatever happens, you know, whatever goes on. So that was his response to my question earlier. It pretty much was, okay, here's some hypotheticals here. Without really commenting on the actual move itself, if one is being made, which now I'm kind of worried about because we are in a holding pattern, if that was the timetable to begin with, maybe next week early, something will be announced. And now we get this like, okay, um, Thursday, we're going to get the new president here. Thursday will be, we'll, we'll, don't call us, we'll call you. I don't know if that's going to get some people thinking that, oh, hey, maybe Conference USA can make that final pitch. Maybe Conference USA has got something cooking that's going to save the herd and save Old Dominion. I think Southern Miss is gone. Where's James Madison go? That's that's the big question. That's a big question there. Yeah, will James Madison jump on board the Sun Belt? Will James Madison stay put? Will James Madison 
go Conference USA? Will Liberty go into Conference USA? What's going to happen here? And of course, Dan's talking about scheduling here and, and travel. And you know, I, I don't even know if I want to go with my second uh, Dan cut as far as what we're discussing right now, because he, he was talking about travel and and what it you know means and the importance of it because of you got to get on the bus, you you got to you got to spend time out of the classroom, and then to get all of that, you kind of have to do that now. And you know you can charter. To North Texas, sure, right? Yeah, if you're playing them, you, you got a charter there. So he talked about scheduling challenges. You know, I, let's go ahead. Let's kind of put you where he's at right now, what he's thinking, kind of see if that can give us a little bit more insight what's going on. But he's talking about the challenges, just expanding on what he was talking about earlier, of scheduling and how conference realignment pretty much is – it's on his mind, that's for sure, because that's going to really change a few things of what the Thundering Herd's doing. So here's Dan talking about those scheduling challenges. I'm cautious about that. When we do our non-conference, I'm always watching to see the travel. That's one of the, like this year, we're playing two non, non-D1 schools because we couldn't fit a big school. Uh, Penn State might have wanted us to come in and play. But that's uh, in the middle of the week. That's a tough place to get to. And it's not so much playing Penn State at Penn State. It's the travel to and from and the next game you got to play. And uh, it, not only do you go into a tough game, but now you're tired for your next game and trying to fit everything, all the pieces. There are a lot, you know, these kids are still college students. They're still going to school. You go in the middle of the week and have to travel six hours on a bus play a game, stay overnight, come back six hours the next day, play two days later, you're going to get your best performance two days later. In other words, you get beat by a team, might be a little bit better than you are at their place. Then you come home and get beat by somebody who's not as good as you are because you're tired. So it's you got to look at all that, and it's not so much the first time. It's over a season that you're talking about. and We have a, tr- a tough conference travel uh, travel. Uh, problems anyway and if you add to that the off off uh, uh the out of conference schedule you know by the time you get to the end of the year you, your team might be saying shit we're tired let's quit you know i don't know you know again it, you got to play by ear a little bit but travel go look in the nba uh odds on vegas odds travel plays a huge part of where they put uh, the odds and one of the most uh i think bet game is uh, a favored team going back home off of a long road trip, going home the next game they play. And it's just uh, no matter who it is, it's just a tough game. So you got to watch a little bit of travel, understand these are young kids that uh, go to school. They practice hard. you got to watch your practices. But traveling, well, yeah, just on coaches is hard. Even when I was young in the NBA, it was hard. Traveling, just crossing timelines. We crossed two in our conference. So, you know, it's uh, something you got to watch for. And uh, so, you know, that that's probably whichever, wherever we land, that's going to be, uh, you know, probably good or bad, or not maybe I shouldn't say good or bad. could be a little better or a little worse, you know, one way or the other. Uh, but, again, uh, I got confidence that the whole, whole idea for martial basketball, soccer, football, baseball, uh, you know, women, and just make Marshall better. 
So there you have it. Sort of, you know, the Matrix introduced bullet time. And, you know, when Neo was dodging those bullets, that was me. I'm shooting bullets. And I think Dan was like, yeah, yeah and I'm over here, and, and I'm over here. Something's happening. I just don't know what. Text line is open for you. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Texter writes, I love Lee Moon's take. We had Lee Moon on yesterday. And the texter says that they love Lee Moon's take. Combine the Sun Belt and remaining Conference USA into two new conferences and split them up in a way that makes regional rivalry sense. Okay. So... You take the teams that are in Conference USA, you take the teams in Sun Belt, and you, you 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 redistrict them without any gerrymandering. You try to make it make sense. So that's, I thought, an idea that maybe came and went a few years ago. I thought the Sun Belt was maybe looking at that a little bit. Conference USA was probably too cool for school at that time. And, and look where Conference USA is at now. All right, we're going to get your text in, I promise, 304-523-2275. Uh, we've got high school football to talk about as well, so we're going to do all of that together. So Matt Perry's up first. Fairmont Senior, Spring Valley, that's a makeup game. We'll talk about that with Matt. We'll also get your feedback. What's happening with Marshall? Conference USA, Sunbelt, the MAC. I just threw that out there. Some people are actually wanting to go back to the Mac. Your text coming up. Matt Perry coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We'll get your text in. Of course, Marshall, potential candidate for the Sun Belt, if all things go the way speculation has. Or Marshall might be staying in Conference USA. I don't know. But we'll talk about that later. We want to turn our attention now to high school sports. And while we have Matt Perry on, we'll get your text in at 304-523-2275. Matt, you're not allowed to use the text machine. I'll know it's no, you. No, I text you directly. You text me directly. Yeah, you have the back door. You have the actual – you have the text number itself. So uh, I'm not going to – I have the not safe for air uh, text. I'm not reading those on the air. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I appreciate no. you. Yeah, I'm not going to read those. Uh, but I am going to read the other thing you sent me earlier. Uh, I double-checked it this week. I'm Not to say your notes are, are, are bulletproof or not bulletproof, but um, I incorrectly um, – yeah. Hey, Fairmont Senior is at Spring Valley, and that's correct this week. I, I'm actually – I'm actually I double-checked that because last week I, I just I, – I, it was a typo on your part. And you knew better, and I didn't. So here we are. Oh, it's right this week. It's right. Oh, golly, no, I it's mean- right It's right this week. I double-checked everything here. And this is a makeup game. We did not have this a couple of weeks ago. Thankfully, there was an opportunity to get this on the schedule. So here we are. Uh, you've got Fairmont Senior coming in uh, against a Spring Valley team that would like to get a few more points to solidify its uh, at least a first-round home playoff game. 
we got a few more weeks to talk about uh, playoff positioning, but you can't drop tonight if you want to stay at home that first round. No, Spring Valley's quite frankly got to take care of business. They can't overlook Fairmont. Um, I don't think they're going to overlook Fairmont. Last year, this Polar Bear team handed Spring Valley their only loss of the year. We drove up to Fairmont. They had a flat performance, and they fell to the Polar Bears. Um, I have a feeling that that has been talked about all week uh, here uh, next to Moon Mountain out here at the Wolves Den during practice. Is this team, where's this team at right now? Because you look at this matchup, and I'm looking ahead. You can't because you got to call tonight's action. But where's this team? Is it, is it laser focus? Is it you know, aware that you got to get this game? This game matters more than any other game on the schedule because it's the next game. You know, tell me where they're at right now. I think Coach Dingus does a fantastic job of coaching just like that. Um, they've proven that all year taking care of what you could call possible trap games. Um, You know, going to St. Albans and playing South Charleston before Huntington, Spring Valley blew those teams out and scored over 100 points. Um, They have not overlooked big-time opponents this season. The thing that is holding them back, excuse me, they have fallen in their two big tests to Huntington and Cabell Midland. Matt Perry joining us. Um, you need a second, brother? You okay? How do you get a drink of water? Okay, that's that's all right. I I don't I don't want you dying on air. Just make it, <laughs> I, I don't want to break news that way, man. I just don't. I think I'm doing okay. Okay, you you sure can you continue? I mean, do we need to tag uh, Mr. Halloween in? Is he with you? What, what what do we need to do? Oh, Mike's with me. Okay, I don't if if we if we need to if you start choking. Just hand the phone to him, and we'll tag him in. I will. Okay. You know, it's that great radio that we're known for. <laughs> That's what we do here. We we have fun. It's a Friday night. Look, we have to have a little fun here because, of course, next week's going to be really serious, the way things are going, but that's just next week. So talk to me about this, um, this running attack of Spring Valley. Um, well, what's been so interesting is, you know – Broken record time, but this is a Spring Valley team that we're not accustomed to seeing. Um, I've covered this team off and on five or six years now on the radio. And never, and I can tell you as an alumni here, never has Spring Valley's passing attack been as potent as it is this year. But I said in our notes last week that to, to take that next step, to overcome you know, the losses like they had to Huntington by three points and the loss at the beginning of the year to Cabell Midland. They needed to be a little more balanced. And last week, they went up to the Capitol and they were extremely balanced. They started off with a running attack and it, just like clockwork, it opened up the passing game and it led to Fouch absolutely decimating the Cougars' secondary. Matt Perry's my guest, the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, who is... um... Still suffering from um, – I'm worried about you, dude. I can tell in your voice. I'm worried about you. Are you going to have enough tonight to, to call this game? Are we going to tag Corn, Bill Cornwell in? What are we doing? I refuse to tag in Bill Cornwell. Um, I will uh, do it with a less than stellar voice. But I, pro- I have two hours to kick off. I can get there. 
I, I just got a little frog in my throat, which is embarrassing the second I go on the air for a, for an interview. But it is what it is. That's fine. It's it's, it's okay. I'm I'm more concerned about you than the uh, the you being embarrassed. I'm I'm worried here. I mean, one, we don't want you to look. I don't want to ruin the broadcast tonight because I got you on here. And two, you know, I just worry about your health. Well, I appreciate your 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 sense of um, camaraderie and your your true care about my my uh, vocal cords, but I think they'll be okay. Okay, all right. Um, have fun tonight. You got uh, Mr. Halloween with you, Mike Myers. Uh, we can only use that yep. joke for what a couple more weeks, and that's it. And we have to move that's on. That's it, man. And it's a shame, you know. It is. It's been a great month with him. You know, he he scares little children just walking down the street. I mean. It, it, it it's great. On that note, we're we're gonna end it at that. Um we're we're gonna end it at that. <laughs> and we'll 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 be back here next week with you. Um we'll we'll talk about something. Hey, Spring Valley takes care of business. We got Martinsburg next week. That's gonna be a fun one to talk about. Is is that is that something to talk about next week? Spring Valley Martinsburg is you know, that- I think we might have a little bit to talk about. Uh, when the big bad wolf from the eastern panhandle comes down here to the wolf's den. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's a game we'll talk about next week. But at this point, uh, go rest your voice, man. Go go get that frog and, and get rid of it so you can be ready well, for I'm gonna go pre I'm going to go prep my pregame so Bill has something to talk about. So I'm going to have all of my pregame notes for him so he can completely overlook them and just talk about whatever he wants to. Don't, don't, don't. You're, you're trying to get me in trouble now. And that note, Matt, <laughs> have a great broadcast. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. 92.7, The Planet. He's, um, he's trying to get me in trouble. When we continue, uh, we're going to check in with either Jason Toy or Chris Tatum. We established it'll be one of the two in our pre-show meeting. We'll figure that out to, when we continue. Cabo Midland in action, and either Chris or Jason will join me. Maybe both. I don't know. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We'll open up the text line for you, give you an opportunity to react to what might be concerning news or just Marshall making sure that the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed as far as Marshall's athletic future, be it Conference USA, the Sun Belt. The text line is 304-523-2275. As earlier today, Patrick Farrell, Marshall Board of Governors, uh, tweeting that uh, the governors, the Board of Governors, will name a new president at next Thursday's board meeting. And so the Board of Governors are going to wait until the new president has a chance to provide input before making a decision about the Athletic Department's conference affiliation. Uh, text line, again, open 304-523-2275. Let's turn our attention to Cabell Midland taking on Parkersburg South. That game going to be on 97.9. The River, Jason Toy with me. I mean, I have a hard time getting you on this program, Jason. And finally, uh, I, I have succeeded. Well, I have finally got you on. Well, I apologize. We're on speaker here, but we're, we're actually in, in route to Parkersburg South. Chris Tate is here with me as well. And we're just going to champion. We're going to go ahead and say, let's go to the Southern Conference and be done with it. Just go back to the Southern. Let's go have a good time. 
I um, I think you might get some of that in the Sun Belt. It sort of has a Southern Conference flavor, but there are some even in this in, this important time that Marshall's going through. Believe that the MAC would be the better option right now. No, let's not go north. Let's go east and south. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yep. The um, Board of Governors, I'm sure, maybe wanting to make sure that this thing is rock solid. I just want to rubber stamp it and go about our merry little way into the Sun Belt here as um, I think that's the best option for the Thundering Herd right now. I, I like the geography. Uh, go ahead, man. I, I think it is. I, I agree with you. I think the Sun Belt would be better. I mean, you look at you know better TV package. Granted, it's not a deal. You're not going to have all your games on Saturday on football, but, hey, you're still going to have primetime ESPN uh, type coverage, but also too, you know, you got better travel options. You know, with Appalachian State, you can go down to, you can fly down to Atlanta for Georgia State. You've got uh, Coastal Carolina, so you're heading to Myrtle Beach. I mean, that's West Virginia South right there. I mean, it's going to be perfect, and uh, I think it'll be a lot more destination opportunities for the team, and it's a better travel conference, I think, too, for uh, now with the changes, especially. In the in Conference USA for the non-revenue sports like soccer, baseball, softball, all the other sports to go to places if JMU comes in or, you know, I love Liberty to come in. I think Liberty would be a great addition as well uh, because it's an easy ride. You know, you got rides to, you know, Old Dominion's still a flight deal, but that's, you know, you can do a long bus ride just like their volleyball team did the other day. And you can go to Coastal Carolina, go to Appy in four hours. I mean, I think it's, in general, it's a great thing across the board. Jason Toys with me. Hopefully we find out next week which teams are going to the Sun Belt. Will Marshall be a part of that? Uh, I do not think that a reconstituted Conference USA is going to be uh, worth it, but we'll find out in a few days. Uh, we've got high school football tonight. Cabell Midland continuing to do what Cabell Midland does. 7-1, and one, a couple more weeks to go here, and then playoff time. But Parkersburg South sits at 3-3, three and three, and that feels deceptive to me. Well, they are, and they're going to test out Midland a lot tonight. They'll pass the football a lot. They've got a uh, really good quarterback, the sophomore, that's got a pretty good arm on them. Uh, a couple of good receivers that uh, like to go deep as well. And uh, they'll spread the field a lot. They're really going to test out that Midland defense and you know, on the offensive side of things for Cabell Midland, it's ground and pound. They're going to continue to utilize the, the three runners that they've got that are, you know, the top five, top six in Mountain State Athletic Conference and rushing and scoring. And Chandler Schmidt, uh, Jackson Fetty, also Mason Moran. Ryan Wolf has done a great job running the football, too. And Kevin Taylor has come on here as a plate as, as another runner. He's a, uh, a kid that is really, you know, first year here for the Midland program, senior year, he transferred in from Maryland. He's uh, really added a lot to it as well. So, And that offensive line, I think the offensive defensive lines for Midland this year have been big key and uh, having one of the highest scoring offenses in the conference and at the state, and also having one of the defenses that is one of the stingiest that does not give up a lot of yards and a lot of points. As a matter of fact, I think they're below, what, 12, 13 points a game average defensively. And, you know, Nemo Roberts leads both of those. You know, he's, a, he's the kid that's going to be all-stater, first team. Uh, once again, he's a solid force offensively at the center spot. But defensively, I mean, he's a man on a mission when he tries to find that quarterback. Jason Toys with me. The call tonight on 
97.9 The River. It's uh, Cabell Midland trying to stay in the hunt for one of those top four playoff spots, maybe. I mean, we've, we've got a couple more weeks. Uh, looking at the math here, how do you feel about Cabell Midland maybe staying home for at least uh, a couple of rounds in the playoffs? I mean, you got three weeks left of the season counting tonight. I mean, I think anything can happen. You're going to have a couple of those teams that might suffer a loss in there. Uh, Midland's the sixth this week. They would love to get up more. You know, number two, if you know, something happens and Martinsburg loses, Huntington loses, could even slide up toward that top spot. Uh, but nevertheless, getting up closer to that number one, two, or three deal, two would be awesome. Uh, that means you're not going to travel any at all until the championship. One, you'll never travel until the championship. So if they can get one of those two spots, it'll be great. But a couple things have got to happen for them. Uh, but they got to win out, which they, you know, tonight against Parkersburg South. And next week they're going up against St. Albans. And uh, then they got the bye week, which works out really well. The final week of the regular season, the bye week before they go into the playoffs, so they can sit back and just kind of watch it all and see how it all shakes out. Jason Toy, my guest, he is on the road right now. We're going to let you go here in a minute since you're driving on the speakerphone. We don't want anything happening to the broadcast that is uh, coming up here on 97.9 The River. Um, before we let you go, any final thoughts on uh, this matchup tonight? Something we maybe uh, want to point out that we didn't. I, I just think it's going to be a good, a good matchup. I think Midland's defense will be tested out really, really well tonight, uh, especially the pass defense. But, like, you know, Coach always talks to us in our pregame deal that Got to you got to play well in all three phases, and, you know that special teams as well, which they've done really well this year in the kicking game with Olivia Charles, who's now become the all-time leading scorer for female kickers in the state of West Virginia um, in the history of football, which is great. She's been really good, so you got to have all three phases play right today, and you can't give up anything on special teams, and that's one of the things Midland has given up a little bit on has been special teams this year, but they've given up, given up some points. Safe driving, man. I know you're almost there. We're going to have the broadcast tonight on our sister station. It is 97.9 The River. Campbell Midland in action tonight. Uh, everyone's going to have to tune into the radio. There's no video stream this week. Uh, you're going to have to tune into the radio. So uh, just a reminder there. Um, you're off the video now. We don't have you for video for the rest of the uh, regular season, do we? No. And until we get until we get to the playoffs. So we'll, uh, we're definitely uh, – yeah, we're definitely off the video side, but we'll do the radio. We'll have a good time with it tonight. Okay. You and Chris Tatum, give uh, give Mr. Tatum my best, and we'll talk to him soon. And uh, Have a safe trip, man. We'll talk to you. You just did. You just did. Thank you, sir. All right. Chris Tatum is going to have the call with you on 97.9 The River. When we continue, uh, the rest of my available time will be taken up by Andrew Rogers and Woody Woodrum when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tonight, Huntington High in action. No video for this. That's that's right, no video. you gotta you got to watch this one on your radio. Huntington, South Charleston, it's on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Andrew Rogers, Woody Woodrum on the scene. And, gentlemen, uh, the number two team in the state of West Virginia visiting South Charleston. That's right, number two team. Gentlemen, take it away. 
Yeah, thanks, Paul. Obviously, Huntington falls back to the two spot with Martinsburg leaping up into that one spot based off of points. And Woody, still the same team, though, obviously coming in, still undefeated, eight wins, no losses. Back-to-back big victories over against, against Woodrow out of Beckley and then St. Albans, a different and a difficult test here against a South Charles team that's South Charleston team that's been up and down, hasn't been healthy really all season long. Yeah, that's a big thing. We're not sure who exactly we're going to see tonight for this team because they had 11 starters out last week with a COVID problem, including five starters, 11 players in all, and they've had that happen. Uh, One of their top tailbacks, Emilio Miller, went out a few weeks ago. And so we're not sure if he's returning tonight or not. And, and, you know, but it is. It's the same Huntington team, fortunately, that has pretty much been uh, uh, running over a lot of folks. And, you know, it was interesting that I was just looking at our notes from Jimmy Morgan. And this season has been uh, uh, two easy games and a tough game. Two easy games and a tough game. We've had the two easy games. So it's always tough up here, uh, even though – you know, Huntington hasn't done badly in this series. They they lead the all-time series 12 to 11. In the last 10, they've gone 6 and 4 and won two of the last four here in South Charleston. So, it's uh it's been a series that's been up and down, but I got a feeling uh they're going to be, see a bunch of angry uh Black Eagles tonight because they let one get away. And that's about all you can say about losing to Riverside when you're up 14 to nothing in the third quarter. And it just went south. They turned the ball over. They didn't make fourth downs. And suddenly Riverside is off to their second win of the year. That was very surprising. And it really creates a matchup tonight, Woody, that's very intriguing. We'll talk first about South Charleston's offense. Trey Dunn, the quarterback, leads the MSAC in passing yards. And he's going to go up against the Huntington defense that's intercepted 15 passes this season. So a good Huntington secondary against one of the better quarterbacks around. You know, when I, when I was writing out about the, their defense, I, I kind of felt myself like, yeah, can these stats be right? Because they're listing themselves as having 10.5 quarterback sacks, but 76 tackles for loss. But, you know, Huntington actually, when I went back and added their numbers up, has nearly 50 tackles for loss has 11 and a half one more quarterback sack in uh one more game uh more pressures and more interceptions the one thing that jumped out though when billy and you'll hear billy seals and i talk about it in the pregame at seven fumbles recovered 14 of them for this uh south charleston team huntington makes their picks through the air where they've grabbed 15 and and taken them in the other way uh they've got six fumbles recovered and that's on six force fumbles so that's that's a pretty good average and huntington is a plus 10 and the turnover margin so paul it's probably gonna be another dandy up here in south charleston this evening We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As I mentioned, uh, there's no video available for this one tonight from our um, crack staff of videographers, so everyone's going to have to tune into the radio tonight, do it the old-fashioned way. I'm looking forward to this one. And uh, just on a side note, Woody, I know you are chomping at the bit because we don't have a Marshall game tomorrow. That means we don't have a pregame tomorrow. That means we can't talk about all the noise that's happening with conference realignment. You're going to have to hold on to that for another week, I think, just uh, just because. Uh, we don't know what's well, going on. You know, I hope it's a done deal by next week when we do do the next uh, pregame show because 
you know, I, I think it's no secret everybody's hearing that Marshall and Old Dominion and, uh, you know, may go to the league. Uh, Southern Miss probably in that package. And then JMU out of uh, FCS has been talking about going to 1A for many years and probably for a chance to jump into a league that has a lot of Eastern teams. They probably think the time is right to make that jump. So uh, hopefully we'll see that happen. I, I think Conference USA is dissolving in a way that you don't want to be the last one standing. And that very well could be, you know, Louisiana Tech, the two Louisiana schools that are in the Sun Belt, don't have any love with them. Uh, you know, you've got uh, UTEP, who would love to be in the Mountain West, but they say they're not taking anybody. So, you know, I don't know what those last few schools are going to do if everybody bails out. I guess they're going to see if some FCS teams want to come up to FBS. Well, whatever the case may be, we won't know anything until at least Thursday with uh, Patrick Farrell making his announcement that the Board of Governors uh, naming a new president on Thursday and waiting until the new president has a chance to provide input before making that decision about athletic conference affiliation. Uh, that worries me a little bit, but it's not a done deal. I hope it's a done deal. It's just not a done deal. It only worries me, I think, uh, if by waiting they lose the opportunity to move. That would be the only reason I would go ahead and pull the trigger is if it's a yes or no question before Thursday, I'd give them a yes and then tell the president why and why it was done and, and where we're headed. So I, I don't, you know, otherwise – I don't see, you know, they're going to have to get some money together to buy their way out of Conference USA and buy their way in to the Sun Belt. But it's not huge bucks. I mean, in the athletic world, $3 million is not a huge deal. That's 10% of Marshall's budget. Hey, um, let me cut you off. Um, yeah. We're getting reports Southern Miss has accepted the invite to the Sun Belt. Uh, this is according to sources uh, for uh, Sports Illustrated. Um, they will start play in 2023. Uh, distribution is similar to Conference USA, but Southern Miss will save 400000 on travel. And um, the expectation is um, Marshall, James Madison, will join Southern Miss, also Old Dominion. But uh, the formal steps to add those teams, not as deep into the process. So Southern Miss ahead of the curve here. Southern Miss is getting it done quickly. And with that said, we say goodbye to Woody Woodrum and Andrew Rogers. We will rejoin them in an hour for high school football. Southern Miss accepting an invite to the Sun Belt. That is according to sources telling uh, SI. With all of that said, we're out of time. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Back on Monday, hopefully we have some more concrete news, but it looks like right now that Marshall is uh, a little bit uh, further behind in the process for the formal invitation and acceptance. Uh, Southern Miss wanting to get it done, and I think that's going to really have uh, a lot to say as far as what happens. Uh, Do you want to be in a conference with Southern Miss? I would say yes. Do you want to be in a conference USA without Southern Miss? I would say no. With all that said, back on Monday, thanks for tuning in here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.